stand together this evening as he sang that song he dropped the locks of his into his head the locks into his shoulders so his locks of hair fell down there were some words that left his body that said it is finished what was he saying sin has lost its power sickness has lost its power Every demon spirit has lost its power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. This week has been, been a real moment in our lives. Been some real dark times. But there's been some glorious times. Some wonderful times. This week we've been visited by some angels. God coming down and ministering to hearts. In a little cabin on a lake, God coming down and changing three boys' lives that'll never be the same again. God healing a man that'll never be the same again. Tonight, it's my honor, it's my great honor to invite Brother Ron Spencer, Brother Andrew Spencer here to the platform today to give God glory, to give God praise, to give him everything he's worthy of. Show that devil no mercy. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, that's an introduction. That'll scare hell. What a mighty God that we serve. Now, I want to just say a few things right here. Hell made some promises that Ronald Dean Spencer never be back in this pulpit after he told him, I'm taking back everything that the devil stole from me. But take a look, Satan. Take a look. I'd say that I told my dad a few months back, I said, Dad, I said, all you're going to have to do, you ain't going to have to preach places. All you got to do is walk in. And miracles will happen. Because there's a people on earth that realize that the God of heaven is backing up this world. He's with us, church. He's with us in every situation and circumstance. And the situation that you're in, there's nothing too hard. And we just showed up here this evening to to show the devil whose side we're on. What you see is, is a dream that's come true for Brother. For Brother Ron to be here, every devil in hell has tried to stop this, Brother Andrew. But we just come to glorify the Lord. And glorify the Lord. Maybe, I know Brother Timothy singing a little bit ago, but after, after saying that, Maybe we sing that song, My Redeemer Lives, one more time before we go to the Word this evening. It's finished. Well, I know my Redeemer. definitely a surprise to all the Full Gospel Lighthouse there in Elkton, Virginia. This is when they're finding out that we're in Louisiana. And you have a great big streaming audience there in, in Virginia that, that's a part of about every service that takes place. We're family, and we're fighting in this battle together. We cannot thank you enough for every prayer that you have prayed for our pastor, Brother Ron, and 
my dad and this entire family, we have, we've went through every emotion that you can imagine. High days, low days, but our faith has remained the same, that Jesus Christ is our healer. Before we go to the Word this evening, let's speak to the author of the Word. Now, Father, we're here, and we bow our heads before the great faithful high priest that knows every situation. We're standing here in a predestinated moment in time, Father. Lord, we, we drove here. We drove here, Lord Jesus, for a miracle. And a miracle has happened. Our Lord Jesus, we pray that you would set forth your glory in this place. Lord, the, the presence of the Lord is so strong here at this pulpit, Father. Lord, we know that all things are possible to them that believe. And if your children could reach out no matter what place they're at just now, they could touch the hem of your garment and Jesus would... Jesus would touch them and turn to them and say, woman, thy faith has made thee whole. Father, we stand here, Lord Jesus, under a burden of the word of the Lord, and we bring before you the name of Sister Karen Pruitt, Father. We believe with all of our heart, Lord Jesus, that you're going to bring her out of that hospital and we stand here and we accept nothing but complete deliverance and complete restoration. I pray that you would circle that bedside just now, Father. Lord, I pray that you would go there and may you begin to move in the atmosphere. And may you begin to pulsate and energize the atmosphere in that whole hospital room, Lord Jesus. And may the doctors and the nurses and every person that walks in there testify that a living God came into that room and turned the situation around. When Satan tried to hit, he missed and he came. The Lord Jesus came and led a lady that was, that was, that was determined by hell to be killed. He led her out of the hospital room. Now, Father, you see your children that are here in this church, Lord, that have a need tonight. I pray that you would speak to them lip to ear. And I pray that you would come by. We would be able to say, it's been good to be here. We love you, Lord, with all our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll turn over in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, and verse 4. I did my absolute best. This was a, uh, this was a dream for my, my dad, Brother Ron, to be able to be here, and it was on his heart, and, and what you're seeing tonight is an absolute miracle. I just be just to be real honest with you, and uh, a week and a half ago, this wasn't possible. But God, God came on the scene in a supernatural way, and and uh, I did my best. I told Brother Tim I was we were coming here, and I told him I'd like to hear my my favorite preacher, one of my favorite preachers, preach. And he told me that about the only way I was going to get out of preaching was if I could walk on water. And so I'm here behind this pulpit. So. So uh, let's just 
look to the word this evening. Uh, Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they, they find none, but they could find none occasion, nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. And all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any kind or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that, is, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew this, knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now notice, notice what that scripture says, that he, as he did aforetime. He didn't, he didn't change what he was doing because of the crisis. He was already in this mode I, as a believer, I turn down to verse 16 there. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy, thy God whom thou servest, and a, and a stone, thou, thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this evening. Tonight, I, I'd like to speak to you more than a sermon, but a declaration. O king, I'll see you in the morning. O king, I'll see you in the morning. And just before we go to our thought, I, as we begin to get in this journey as Spencer's on the day that we realized that we were into a, a midst of a real battle, I, I wrote these words to my family. We're Spencer's. We fight. We don't back up, nor do we back down. We fight. He shelters us under his wings. He fights our battles he wins our wars, and it will be he again that wins this battle. But Brother Branham said that we've watched him as a healer. Now let's watch him as a warrior. And if any family is prepared, we are. I don't care what we face yet. Yeah, it may hurt. It may sting. And there are future things that we don't know. But if God be for me, who can be against me? I wrote that, and Brother Tim, Brother Tim wrote this back to me that evening. If you haven't found out already, we're pretty close friends. Brother Tim wrote and said, your dad shared with me your message to him today, and I'm with you in this battle. Not a Spencer, 
but I am God's son, robed with the Holy Ghost, with a holy boldness that can cast Satan out or go before the throne at any time. I am equipped, empowered, and given authority as an adopted son, having full status as his offspring, and fully authorized to use the name of Jesus for any need and at any time we believe we are believers. We have been trained for moments like this. And this is not a drill. This is the real battle. And we will win. Yeah. To the whole Pruitt family and to Evening Light Tabernacle. I am not a Pruitt. And I am not of Evening Light Tabernacle. But I am a son of God. I am robed with the Holy Ghost with a holy boldness that can cast Satan out or go before the throne at any time. I am equipped, empowered, and given authority as an adopted son, having full status as his offspring and fully authorized to use the name of Jesus for any need at any time we believe. We are believers. We have been trained for moments like this, and this is not a drill. This is the real battle, and we will win. Hallelujah. We will win. Why? Because Jesus is on our side. And if Jesus is on our side, we know that we're coming out victorious because there's not been one time throughout the histories that you can search throughout the Bible. And I believe that the Bible cannot lie and it cannot tell us a false, but the Bible tells us that he comes out victorious every single time. And if I am on Jesus' side, that means that I am a conqueror. And if I am a conqueror, the Bible tells me that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Oh, King, I see you in the morning. Now, the Bible tells us that Daniel was a man who had purposed in his heart that, that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. Now, that was a real seed of Abraham that was standing there, and he was living in a land that was, that's different. He was living amongst people that were different. He was in a, in a land of Babylon, but yet he was gallant to hold on to the promise that I'll not defile myself, but I'll stay true to God. And here we are living in Laodicea. We're living in a land that is not our land. We're living in an hour and we're living amongst people that's different, that we're just passing through this land and we're going through this land. And you look out upon the body of believers and you see the things that we're facing. You see the battles that we're facing. You see the wars that are raging. And if you would let it just slip into your mind for a moment, you would think that somebody hates us. Well, you're absolutely right. But if we know that if Satan is battling us, it means that he has not got us. But if he is not battling us, it shows us that something is wrong somewhere. But you see the things that we're facing, they're absolutely incredible. We're absolutely, we're troubled on every side, but we are not cast down. We go through perplexing times, but we are not destroyed. And you see that we are, we've got battle scars from head to toe. But I want to warn the devil tonight that we're not backing down and we're not giving up. And the only way that you cannot win this war is if you quit. But we are not quitters. The Bible said that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The reason why you believe you're a conqueror is because it's something in your heart that is testifying to you that you are more than a conqueror. You believe it because God 
said so. We're not standing here upon man's ideas or man's ideology. We're standing here because God said so. The reason why we preach a message to you is because it's in the Bible. The reason why we preach healing is because it's in the Bible. The reason we believe in miracles is because it's in the Bible. And if God is still the God of the Bible, we can expect the God of the Bible to show up if he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He ought to be here tonight. And he said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. There's more here gathered tonight in that unseen realm than what you can see here this evening. We've seen this God in power. We've seen this God in authority. And he has dispersed himself in this hour like never before, pouring out all of his heart, pouring out his mind. And the God of the Bible has backed up every single one of his word. We've seen this God show up and take the hardest of cases for doctors and turn them around in seconds. We've seen him operate in human flesh just like he did 2,000 years ago. We have seen him create life. We have seen him cast storms and make them completely out of existence. We've seen him curse the enemy and the enemy be completely defeated. We've seen this God do impossible things. So why would we give up on him now? Why would we back up in our faith? I said in our church when we began to get into a moment of crisis, I said, look, we don't want pity. We want faith. Our emotions will not change this battle. Are you with me? Our fear will not change this battle, but our faith will. Hallelujah. And there's some people on earth that have seen the king sword in action. They've seen what it can do. They realize that the third pull is for them. It's not just for Brother Branham. You got so many people today that want to try to take everything away from Brother Branham and put it all to himself and say that that's not here. But do you realize that he is just a part, as much as a part of the body of Jesus Christ as you are? So if it happened to Brother Branham, it happened in your body? If it happened, if it, if there was miracles in Brother Branham's ministry, there's miracles in your ministry. If there's healing in Brother Branham's ministry, there's healing in your ministry. Hallelujah. It was not just Brother Branham's third pole. It's your third pole. This is the opening of the word. And it is this word that will conquer every devil in hell. There has been 200,000, thousand demons that have lined themselves up against this body. Yes, when the seals were released, yes, those demons were released, but there is a power and authority to back up every word that was spoken for this generation. That same angel that was with William Branham is the same God that is here. That same old angel is standing at this pulpit. That same angel is watching over you. And the angels of God are here with a purpose to draw you into his presence. You see what happened there is those presidents and those princes did not realize. Yeah, they were going to throw him into a cave. Yes, they were going to throw him in the lion's den. Yes, they were going to throw him in there when there were hungry lions in there that hadn't been fed for days, 10 to 7 different lions that were there by historians of what they said. But what those presidents and those princes did not realize is that there was an angel going to be there and that would stop every threat that they had did, 
But the angel, that angel's here. You believe he's here tonight? You believe he's watching over you? You see, that's what the devil don't know. Is that there's an angel watching over top of you and there's nothing that can happen to you. I read a statement today, Brother Branham said that you that Satan cannot hurt you unless he hurts the Father. That's right. Woo! Those angels are encamping about us. Now notice, notice when Daniel the prophet, when Daniel was in trouble, he stood true to God. He said, he said, God, I believe your word. And they said, they said, God, God, he looked towards thy holy temple and prayed three times a day. Every morning he raised back the curtains and prayed toward the temple. And then Daniel got into a place that, that God wasn't finished with him yet. And he threw him into a lion's den and God had to make a way for him. And God will make a way, he has to make a way. So, so he made a way of escape for Daniel and he sent an angel to him right at once. He was on the ladder anyhow. So he just made a way of escape for him and he sent a big light down there, a fire like the pillar of fire and the animal scared of fire so he run back and the lions wouldn't bother him because around Daniel was that big pillar of fire milling light around him all the time. That angel was already on the ladder before they threw Daniel down in that cave. Before you ever go through a battle, there's an angel standing there. Are you with me? There's an angel watching over you. And Brother Branham said in his spoken word is the original seed. He said that angel was there to guide Philip. He had to leave a revival that was happening down in Samaria. But there was a need of a eunuch that was going down a road that was reading in the book of Isaiah of certain things. And Philip came to him. He said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I understand without a teacher? Now you see the angel knew what was going to take place but Brother Branham said that that germ had to come through the body. You see that angel standing right over top of Sister Karen tonight but there is, it has to come through the body. That germ has got to come through a body so there's got to be a son of man standing in this hour to say, oh Karen, you'll rise up in the morning. There's got to be a germ of life that comes through the body. The voice of resurrection is in the body. That angel, that angel directed Peter one night. You remember he was up on the rooftop and he was standing there and he was wondering about these things and the angel directed him over, over to the house of Cornelius. Now the angel knew what was going to happen, but that germ had to come through the body. Are you with me? The angel brought the declaration to Mary, but that germ had to come through the body. That same angel that stood here in this generation night after night and declared that he was more than a man, that he was more than just some, uh, some mortal that would stand there. He would come and he would deliver and he would speak and deliver and discern the very thoughts and the intents of the heart. There's an angel that was standing there. Now if that angel is still here, we ought to be able to see him do the same works. We got, we've gotten several, several prolific things that have happened to us in this journey. 
But I like where I'm drawing this context from tonight. I'd like to share with you if it's okay. Brother Roy Shrewsbury, who is one of God's generals up in Beckley, West Virginia, where pretty close from where we're from there. Brother Roy called, Brother Ronnie called him twice, and God had dealt with him. And Brother Roy said, you know, we've got, an ad, we've got a mandate, and we cannot lie on God. Here's a man that is 95 years old, 95 years old, and is under strict orders. Now, a whole life of a man, his ministry is, is hinging, is hinging on these things, every word that he speaks. Because if you say something under an impulse and it's just you, you've lied on God. Is that right? We don't just stand up here behind this pulpit and say we see things because we feel an impulse. If we see something because we understand the responsibility that we're standing under, that we're responsible for every word. And Brother Roy called our pastor, Brother Ron, he called him twice and he told him, he said, now Brother Ron, he said, I want to tell you. There's never been no one that has ever came out of the cave that you've ever been in. There's never been one person that's ever came out of a cave that deep. But I say by the Spirit of the Lord, you will say like Daniel, as he said before the lion's den, O king, I will see you in the morning. Brother Ron, you're going to live. And in spite of giving months to live by the doctors for months to live, He's here with a complicated case with fragile brain bleeds. He's here with cancerous tumors in the brain. He's here with lungs full of cancer tumors. He's here. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. Two weeks ago, Brother Ron was as sick as you could possibly be on a Saturday night. He come to service the next Sunday and he preached a sermon on, I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. And in that sermon, Brother Ron, Brother Ron stood there. He said, I got to get to Jesus. He's got to come to this house. He's got to come to this house. And Brother Ron said, he said, just like they drove 17 hours in an ambulance to be in Brother, Brother Branham's ministry and be in his messages and be in those sermons and be in those, in those audiences, they drove 17 hours by ambulance to be in those services. Live or die, they would drive there to be in those services. And something inspired Brother Ron at that moment. And he said, and he's coming to this house. And when he spoke those words, the pillar of fire showed forth in our church service and declaring that he was coming to the house. Now, if he is good enough to come to that house, he's got to come to this house. Because God will not lie. It's so inspired on the next morning it realized what had been spoken 17 hours and I gotta get to Jesus. Yeah. It's 17 hours for you and I to get here, Brother Ron. That's right. But we came, live or die, to get to Jesus. Oh, and we have seen miracles yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. You don't even know what's 
taking place, but I tell you by the authority of the word, there has been miracles that it's happening in Louisiana, and you can rejoice for Jesus is on his way. Hallelujah. When this happened, when this happened to the queen of the south, to Sister Karen, Brother Tim texted me early that morning. Let me back up just a minute. There was a dream, there, this was a dream for us to be here. Is this okay? It was a dream for us to be here, but it was humanly impossible unless Jesus showed up. So me and Brother Timothy, we're working the details out. Brother Ron speaks up and says, now you watch. Satan's going to try to block the visitation. Well, early on Friday morning, Brother Tim texted me personally and began to tell me what was taking place with Sister Karen. And I spoke to Brother Tim and I told him, I said, look, Satan is trying to block the visitation. Because there's a miracle attached with this trip. There's a miracle that's, that's attached to this trip. And I said, Satan is trying to block the visitation. And this was your pastor's words. He ain't got enough. He ain't got enough. Yeah, that's absolutely right. He ain't got enough. Satan ain't got enough power. Satan ain't got enough diseases. Satan ain't got enough. He ain't got enough authority. He ain't got enough. He ain't got enough to stop the visitation of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you, church of the living God, my Jesus does. He's got enough power. He's got enough healing. He's got enough miracles. He's got enough authority. He's got enough joy. He's got enough. He's got enough deliverance. He's got enough power. He's got enough salvation. He's got enough joy. He's got enough deliverance. He's got enough. He's got enough to go by a hospital room and raise up a dead lady. He's got enough. He's greater than brain bleach. He's greater than cancer. He's greater than fire. He's greater than sin. He's greater than any demon that would try to come and stop the body of Jesus Christ. Satan ain't got enough. But the kingdom of God is here to say, I am more than enough. a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit that God is trying to move you into the very mind of God. He's after your young people. He's after your family. He's after your prodigals. Are you with me? Are you with me? He's after your family. He's after your job situation. He's after your body change. This is a move of God and Satan cannot stop it. This is a force of the anointing of the Lord that is moving us into a realm of the supernatural that Satan ain't got enough to stop. He ain't got enough power to stop this move of God. When I watched last night when three young boys that were sitting at a spot got so filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that 
the anointing of the oil of the Lord was poured out, it showed to me that God came on this trip to do the miraculous. Is anything too hard for the Lord? You can be seated. Hallelujah. This message didn't come to just bring us. He didn't just come to educate us. But it came to bring us into fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. That angel's with this message. That angel didn't die in 1965. That mighty angel's still here. I went and I took that book. I ate that book. And you are seeing the product of the book. And Satan can do his very worst. But the Bible, or Brother Branham told me that this age is to prove that she is not like Eve. You are here to prove that you're more than enough. Eve wasn't enough, but there's an Eve in this last day that will stand the test, will stand the trial. She'll go through COVID-19 completely whole. She'll go through tribulation completely whole. She'll go through every war that comes against her completely whole. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. Yes, hell's going to try to stop you. It's going to try to stop the rapture. But we're going to scream out, I'll see you in the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Extreme events calls for extreme beliefs. And extreme beliefs calls for extreme miracles. I heard a prophet telling us in perfect faith that faith is the master of all circumstances. So this, what we're facing, this circumstance has got to be mastered by our faith. It cannot be mastered by our fear. That's one thing I found out through the word of the Lord that Satan, that God hates, is a coward. That it's going to take courage to go down into a bell, a belly of a well. It's going to take courage to go into a valley. But I could hear David. I can hear David say when he walked off when he walked down off of that valley and went down there. I could hear him coming out of there. There was a champion that walked down here, but champion Jesus showed up. You see, if you're ashamed, God don't want no cowards. He wants God-called men, God-called women. And if you're ashamed to testify, don't go to the altar. You're ashamed to say by his stripes I'm healed. You're ashamed to say, yes, I received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God wants to put a backbone, not a wishbone in you. He wants to make you somebody and give you a testimony. It takes courage to step out. It takes courage to drive 17 hours. It takes courage to believe. It takes courage to fight. It takes courage to go into a cave that no man's ever walked out of before. When lions are sent down there and they're fed 10 to 12 sheep a day and they ain't been fed nothing. They're just waiting on a meal. It takes courage to go in there. You search the scriptures and Daniel don't say one word except for when he goes to prayer. Daniel knew how to pray. Daniel purposed in his heart and he knew how to pray. You remember in Daniel chapter 10 when the Bible tells us that the prince of Persia had blocked and he tried to stop the angel from getting and Daniel had prayed for 21 days and the angel's word says, I am come for thy words. 
He's coming for the words of Tim Pruitt. He's coming for the words of Ron Spencer. He's coming for the word of the body of Jesus Christ. It is not a time to sit back. It's a time to speak. Speak to that mountain. Speak to that situation. Speak to that circumstance. I am come for thy words. Anybody can fit in, especially in Laodicea. It's a whole lot easier to fit in, but only elect stand out. The Bible says in Proverbs 28 that the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. That takes a real coward to run when no man's fleeing. But you look, you look at sin in your life. You look at the sin in your life and the things that, that are there and if you have sin in your life, there is an element of fear that is attached to that sin. And every time a person, a sinner walks into the house of the Lord, they walk in there and there's an element of fear there because they realize that they're walking into a place that they could get exposed at. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. They can stand there and know that they're blood bought blood washed sons and daughters of God and they can stand it right in the face of the lions and say back up devil it's a time that we start allowing faith to speak you speak from your doubts and you'll never see nothing conquer it's a time to start speaking what the word has said are you with me I'm going to make it look at your neighbor say I'm going to make it I can take it. I will overcome and I will be victorious. Now fear's not saying that. Faith has got to be saying those things. Now notice. Brother Bram said there's where faith takes its resting place for it knows that God will never let the enemy ride over top of him. He never has and faith knows that. So regardless of what the thing looked like, Noah Know the ark would float, certainly it did. Daniel know that he could close the lion's mouth. The Hebrew children knew that God could stop the fire. And Jesus knew that God would raise him up again because the word said that I'll not leave his soul in hell, neither will I suffer my holy one to see corruption. He knew corruption set in in 72 hours. And he said within three days I'll raise it up again. It took its eternal resting place in the sanctuary of God's word and there it stood. Now God is never going to allow the enemy to ride over top of him. I know what it's like to watch that angel work. I know what it's like to be in a spot where if that angel don't show up you're in absolute trouble. But I've watched that angel work too many times, Brother Aaron, to disbelieve him now. When I was standing there at a prayer line and there was a lady that had a dead wound that could not receive life and I watched life come to that dead wound, it was proving to me that he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. God will never let the enemy ride over top of him. When there was a little bitty baby that had club feet and couldn't walk that was brought up in a wheelchair and it looked like all the circumstances of life was against that little girl, I watched the angel show up. 
Not a man, but I watched the angel show up and take that little girl's feet that was so clubbed and turned in. I watched that little girl with these two eyes walk back and forth in front of that in front of that pulpit. What was it? It was showing that the angel of the Lord would never allow the enemy to ride over top of him. You remember when Brother Branham, he always dealt with that little nervous condition that he had in his life. You remember those things? Brother Branham had a vision. He had a vision one time and he had this he had this vision and he was going down this road and it was real dark and he was skipping down that road and he said, it kind of looked like, he said, I was like shadow boxing back and forth, you know. And he said, I was going down through there and he said, all of a sudden there came out a dog, a little black, a black dog that came out running from behind me. And that little dog tried to bite at my leg and tried to grab at me. And Brother Random said, I screamed, get away, dog. And he said, when I said that, that dog turned into a black figure, real dark, tall, black-looking figure. And he said, when I said those things, that man, it turned into a man, and that man says, I am going to kill you. Brother Random said, now, I apologize. I apologize. I thought you was a dog. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to say those things. I, I thought you was a dog. He said, I am going to kill you. Now, when we started this, you see, you realize that Brother Tim told us, now, Satan don't want to just make you sick. He wants to kill you. And Brother Branham said, now he said, now, now he said, I said, now I'm apologizing to you. I didn't mean to say those things to you. I didn't mean to do it like that because I thought you were a dog. And he said he, he pushed him back up against the culvert there in that dark, in that dark road and pushed him back up there. And he said, all of a sudden, he drawed out this saber from his side, a knife from his side. And as he pulled it back, he said, all of a sudden, there was a noise that came from heaven. And he said, I looked, and he said, there was an angel that showed up and stood by my side, and he looked sternly at that man. He smiled at Brother Branham, and he, and he looked sternly at that man, and that man dropped that knife, and he took off running as hard as he could. He said, I realized that that angel was sent for my protection. I say this to you, don't be nervous about it. The angel is here for your protection. He's here for your protection. And I say this to you under the authority of the word, cancer is scared when the mighty angel shows up. Brain bleeds get scared when the mighty angel shows up. That means a witness to it tonight. Let the devil get scared when the mighty angel shows up. I could take off running right now, but I don't believe I will just yet. Maybe I'll run with you here in a little bit. We know that we look in the Bible and you see, you see all the prophets, they would declare that Jehovah wasn't just some mere God, like the God of the nations that was packed around like some idol, but he was God and that God rules and reigns and that God has the authority of the word. And you remember you remember when, when, when Brother Branham was there in Africa and he said that those, that those, he seen those men that were carrying those idols as they were walking down that street 
and he went and talked to him and he said now he said now why are you packing that idol and he was headed to the meeting he said well he said one day my father was out hunting and there was a lion that came and it came to kill him and he said this little idol sat out there and he said he, he created this fire and he said then the lion ran away because that idol was there and he said I'm packing that idol just, just to scare the devil away. He said, and Brother Adamson, now being me being a hunter, he said, I knew that it wasn't. He said, I knew it wasn't that idol. He said, because lions are scared of fire. You see, it was that same pillar of fire that came into a cave that scared the lions and it shut their jaw. Brother Branham stood there in Africa when he seen that, seen that vision over top of that man. And he said, now, he said, now I'd never done this. He said, I'd have never done this unless I'd seen that vision. He said, but I watched that vision take place and that man that was in that condition that was led by like a dog up to the pulpit and those tears dropping off of his belly and hitting his belly. He said, now I'd never said this unless the vision had spoke. He said, now how about you religions of the world and Mohammedans? If your God be God, let him come and heal this man. But if Jesus Christ be God, let him show up. He said when Jesus Christ showed up and healed him, he said they broke all those idols and it looked like a dust cloud that was taking place. Because Jehovah was there and he is that great pillar of fire. It was that fire that led the children of Israel across that kept them warm at night. It's been that same pillar of fire that's hovered over the children of God. And when that pillar of fire shows up, he is challenging you to believe for the impossible. This God, you don't have to pack him around. He'll pack you around. You don't have to carry this God around. He'll carry you around. He'll lift you up. He'll bless you. He'll heal you. He'll save you. He'll deliver you. He packs out the victory every single time. But they try to tell me that the days of miracles are past. They try to tell me that God has changed. Sister Atlanta, you know differently. That God has not changed. That God still performs miracles. To say that to me is to say that God is no longer God. Yeah, I'll agree with you and tell you and I believe that God wants your soul but I believe with everything within me that he has placed a deposit and placed a claim on this body and that while we are here we can live in health we can live in strength we can live in deliverance and look he said, now Brother Brandon said, now if my spirit was as my shadow, it's a shadow of the, of the material. Say my shadow would be, be the spirit of the material and the body supernatural. Now the body of the Lord Jesus is the shadow as it was of the natural physical body. And notice if healings, if power, if visions, if the things that Christ had in him has gone out of his shadow, then Christ is paralyzed. Yeah. His natural body sets paralyzed because if that, that if his physical body moves, his shadow will have to move with it. And if we are in Christ by the Holy Ghost baptism and the way the body of Christ moves, it'll move the same way on earth for this is a shadow of his body, amen? Always been a figurative type and it is tonight the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now taking it out of the things of the world, 
predestinated by God, called of God, elected of God, chosen of God, saved by God, baptized in the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit and made members of this body alive, ready and willing. My shadow will move every time anything on my body moves and the Holy Spirit body of Christ will move just as Christ moves. And if Christ in heaven can ever get his spiritual body on earth moving as he wants it to move, watch for things to happen. It's beginning to come to life. They've paralyzed it too long enough. But the Holy Spirit is bringing life into it. And it's beginning to wake up and begin to move because it sees its position. Are you that body tonight? So if he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever, then there's got to be healing in the body. There's got to be deliverance in the body. So it's got to be healing for Sister Karen here tonight. There's got to be healing for Brother Ron here tonight. There's got to be healing for anybody that's sick or afflicted here. You see, it was not that pole that they went up there and they looked at. It was not the pole that healed them. It was the angel that was on that pole. It was not the water that healed them when they stepped in there. It was the angel that was on the water. Hallelujah. And if deity is here, deity's got to move. Deity's got to speak. Deity's got to live. He still has all the power in heaven and in earth. He's still got to be the same. Let me call out the critic just now. Let me call him out. You say, oh, Sister Karen, she just lost her faith. You see, she once was healed of brain bleach. And the angel came in the room. And the angel came in the room. And he healed her brain bleach. But she's lost her faith. Let me call you out just a minute. Is little Drew still walking? Is Drew still walking, Brother Michael? Is he still walking? Is he still walking? Come here, little Drew. Ain't that a good looking dude? I like that red hair. Now, if Drew's still walking, if he's still walking and the angel that came in that room when Sister Karen was in that spot wondering about life and all of a sudden healing came to a baby that had never walked, there has still got to be an angel that can slip into a room and still bring. This is not a doubt in faith. This is an attack of the enemy of hell. And if Drew's still walking, God's still the healer of brain bleach. He's still Jehovah Jireh. He's still Jehovah Nisi. He's still Jehovah Shalom. The Bible tells me that he's Jehovah Shammah. That, that means that the Lord is there. He's there in Shreveport. He's here in Homer. He's here in Minden. He's there in Virginia. He's still Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. I done come too far and I've realized in life that where God finds you at is in the middle of a mess. That's where he found you at. You can sit there and try to hide your angel wings all you want to, but I realize that there's still people that realize that they're sinners and they need to be saved by the grace of God. But when you found God, God found you in a mess. 
And if he's still Jehovah Shammah, he's got to be right here tonight. If he's still Jehovah, if he's still Jehovah, if he's still Jehovah, if he's still Jehovah of miracles, he's got to be here tonight. He's after your prodigals. He's after your sons. He's after your daughters. He's not willing that any should perish, but he's willing to save the lost. He's willing to go into the uttermost and call them out because he's Jehovah. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. I've been told I ain't too much. I ain't a zoologist or whatever you call them people. But I've been told that the only thing that'll really scare a lion is another lion. And the Bible tells me that the enemy is going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to kill, he's trying to steal, and he's trying to rob your joy. He's trying to rob your peace. He's trying to rob your health. He's trying to rob you. He's not only just trying to rob you, he's trying to kill you. And the only thing that'll scare a lion is another lion. But I have seen the lion of Judah stand up in this hour. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is forever the same and he will not back off of his word and if God won't back off of his word I'm not going to back off of his word if I was called to believe because believers believe I'm going to be standing in this hour hallelujah When Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, the time had come for God to move out and speak. And he closed the mouth of the lion by sending an angel into the den with Daniel. Jesus, just before Calvary, the time had come when the proclamation must be signed. It come a time when Adam's race was at the end of the road and something had to be done. It was at that time that Zechariah, standing in the temple, saw an angel of God who warned him and told him that he was going, what was going to happen. And the time was at hand and he doubted the angel's word and was stricken dumb. The time had come when Mary was coming from a well that day with a pot of water on her head. The time had come for the visitation of the Savior. And she, a virgin, was conceived and bare a son. The time was there regardless of what the world didn't even believe. It was there right in line with their teaching. But the time had come. And when the time has come, it's going to happen. The time is now, church. The angel Gabriel met that virgin and told her that she would be overshadowed by the Holy Ghost and would bring forth a son and he'd be the son of God and it never had happened in all the world but the time had come. He let Daniel hear the roar of the lion and maybe his hot breath right against him. That lion's with their mouths open hungry down in his pit and the lions rushed right at him and with a great roaring blast till they was ready to seize on the Daniel. And all at once covered, he was covered with an angel and light swirled around Daniel. Brother Branham said that he never even feared. 
because that angel was coming. Here's a man that spent his whole entire ministry. Is it all right to call it a ministry? He spent a whole entire ministry down in a world where he didn't have no friends like sitting here. He didn't have no peers that were with him. Only other ones that we know of was the three Hebrew children. And they said, we don't know if God will, but we know that he's able. But here he is. He's all alone. But he was purposing in his heart that he would not defile himself. He had found favor in the sight of the king. But yet because of corrupt men, they put him in this cave. The reason why the enemy hates you is because he knows who you are. He even knows who you are even sometimes when you don't know who you are. He's the one that makes you feel disappointed. He's the one that makes you feel like you're not enough. He's the one that makes you feel like you're not elect. He's the one that makes you feel like you're not qualified. He's the one that makes you feel like you're not predestinated. He's the one that makes you feel like you're not ordained. He's the one that makes you feel like you'll never get whole. But I found out a long time ago that he is the author of lies. And if he tells me that I'm not elect, that means I am elect. If he tells me I'm not qualified, that means I am qualified. He tells me I can't get whole, that means I am whole. He tells me I'm not bride, that means I am bride. You see, if you know who you are, you know who you are not. I know I'm not a Pruitt. I know. I'm a Spencer. I look like a Spencer. I act like a Spencer. I walk like a Spencer. I even preach like a Spencer sometimes. I hope I can one day preach as good as him. But I look like a Spencer because I am a Spencer. Now, I am not a Dexter and I am not an Oglesby. There's not enough height in our family to be Oglesby's. I know and I would love to be able to preach like my buddy, Brother Tim, back here. But I know good and well that I'm not a Pruitt. I ain't got that curly hair like that. I don't look that good. I know that when I walk down the road that I'm not a Pruitt. So I can't fool nobody into thinking that I'm a Pruitt because I know I'm not a Pruitt. So I can't live out a lie, but if I know who I am, I know who I am not. Is that right? If I know who I am, I know who I am not. I know I'm a Spencer. So I know I'm not a Pruitt. So I know I'm a son of God. I know that means I know that I'm not a child of Satan. I know I'm a son of God. I know I can stand here and I can cast out devils and I can heal the sick by laying on the hands. And if any deadly thing, if I drink it, that it shall not harm me. I know who I am, so I know who I am not. So why should I turn back now and allow the devil to try to tell me a stinking lie when all he's ever done is lied and opened his mouth? 
So why should you start listening to him and say that he's when he tells you that he's going to kill and he's going to kill Sister Karen? Why listen to him now? Why listen to him when he says she'll never be the same? Why listen to him when the word says that I am the Lord that heals all of thy diseases? I choose to believe what Jesus said. Every step that he took, he took it for me. Psalms 93 and 1, turn with me. The Lord reigneth. He's clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength. Wherewith he hath girded himself, the world also established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house. O Lord, forever. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. What is he saying? The troubles that surround you. The Lord on high is mightier. He's mightier than the voices. He's mightier than the mountains. He shuts the mouths of lions. He stops the winds and waves. He slays armies. He kills giants. He crushes nations. He heals the weak. He cast out devil. He raises the dead. He blesses the curse. He conquers all things. Hallelujah. He's mighty. He's mighty. You know that the prophet, this may choke you just for a minute, but you know that your prophet said that Satan is more than a match for you? He's more than a match for you? I know that may hurt some of your feelings, but Satan's more than a match for you. But I also heard the prophet say, and Jesus knew this. And Jesus knew this, so he fortified you with the Holy Ghost. You see, Satan ain't scared of me and my Spencer body, but he is scared of me as a son of God. You see, I am not more than a match in my humanity, but as a gene seed of God, I will overcome him. I will prevail over him. I will defeat him. And Brother Branham said in possessing the enemy's gate, he said, there you stand, and there stands the church of the living God. I don't care what anyone else says or what the doctor says or what anything says, what the unbelievers say. We are more than a match for anything that comes along. We're Abraham's seed. So it is not in your humanity, but it is on the inside of your soul, that gene seed of God that was deposited before the foundation of the world. It didn't get deposited when Brother Tim spoke it or when Brother Tim was preaching. It was put there before the foundation of the world. And there's not one devil in hell that can rob that seed. There's no sickness that can rob that seed. There's no car wreck that can rob that seed. I'm still a son of God, no matter the sickness, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. I'm still his, and he's still mine. 
I'm Abraham's seed and we shall possess the gate of our enemy. No matter what the enemy is, God gave the promise. That was theirs, their possession. Healing's your possession. Salvation's your possession. The Holy Ghost is your possession. Oh, King, I'll see you. Wait a minute. But I put every bit of fear I could put on him. I locked them up in their houses for three months. I shut them in when they couldn't get to the pastor. And he couldn't lay the hands on them. I shut them up in there in the worst of all ages. I shut them up in there with so much sin like never before. It can't be true. It just absolutely can't be true. I attacked the generals of God. It can't be true. You see, what had been whispered in their ears and had lived in front of all the presidents and all the princes was about to become manifested. He can cast you down with cancer. He can cast you down with brain bleeds. It's on your mind, so I'm calling it out. He can cast you down with depression, anxiety, and fear, and torment, and turmoil. But what had been whispered in the enemy's ears was a now about to become manifested. There was a rumor, but yet it still couldn't be true. Surely it can't be true. I threw him into a pit of hungry lions. I know he can't come out of that spot. I put so much fear in there, he can't come out. But oh king, I see you in the morning. You see, there's gonna be a people that shout out Cancer, you are not enough. Depression, you are not enough. COVID-19, you are not enough. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Barrenness, you are not enough. There's life coming to this church. There's been a vision spoken. Look past what you see. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look past what you see. Feel past what you feel. It's coming. It's coming. Look past what you see. Look past the lion's mouth. Look past the fear. Look past the doubt. Look past the situation. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. Look past your barrenness. Look past your sin. Look past yourself. The only way you are going to fail is if you fail to get back up. But come hell or come high water, this bride is coming out victorious. We're in this thing to win this thing. We're not backing up. We're not giving no quarter. We're not retreating. We're going all the way with Jesus. I'm going with Jesus. But it come about time to roll the stone back. 
and to see if it was true. It come time. And the Bible said that slip, that sleep had dissipated from the king because the king was attached to the man on the inside of that lion's den. Hallelujah. I'd say there's an attachment in this place. I'd say there's predestination in this place. And when the king rolled back the stone and he said, oh, Daniel, did your Lord keep you through the night? He said, oh, king, oh, king, oh, king, my Lord and his angel has come and delivered me from the mouth of the lions. Oh, king, I said I'd see you in the morning because I was not afraid to pray. I was not afraid to believe. I was not afraid. Oh, king, I'll see you in the morning. And what happened? They took all of those princes and they took all those presidents and they threw them in the mouth of the lion's den and they devoured every single one of them. That same pillar of fire is here to deliver every single one of you and destroy your enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, King, I'll see you in the morning. It looked like death was enough. It looked like the cross was enough, but the cross was not enough. And when Jesus took that cross, he grabbed a hold of that cross and he looked at death and he said, oh, death, I'll see you on Sunday morning. Hallelujah, I'm looking at a people. Do all you want to to me. Take away... Take away my hair. Take away my mind. Take away my strength. Take away my family. But you cannot take away. You cannot take away what God hath deposited. Dare be the man that touched that seal. Dare be the man that touched that seal. Only the king could open that. So God knows how to open the windows of your soul and pour more in. You need more of him tonight? Let your heart be open and let him pour in more. If you need more faith, let him pour in more. He's here. He's here to move. He's here to act. He's here to give life. He's here to restore. He's here to change your life. I didn't come all this way. I didn't come all this way to preach a funeral. I didn't come all this way to believe that we're going back the same way we came. I believe when I took that trip, I was going to see a miracle. Look at that miracle. Where's Brother Andrew? There you are. Ain't got my glasses on. Look at that miracle. Look at that miracle. Brother Luke, he's in the building. I watched a miracle take place last night when there was a seeking of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and I watched a young man scream, it's my turn, it's my turn and all hell couldn't stop this turn from coming. 
miss the greater Esther. She's here and he's wanting to speak to you. I'll give life to that womb. I'll give life to that church. Don't miss what's happening. Turn with me. Don't sit down. But turn with me, the brothers. Turn with me to Isaiah 54. You can believe this if you want to or not. When Brother Tim got on the phone with me and he said, I still need you to come. I want you to come. I'd have drove to Kalamazoo to get here. <laughs> but as soon as I got off the phone with Brother Tim, my Bible flipped open to this scripture. Believe it if you want to. It happened, didn't it? Isaiah 54 and 1. Sing, O barren. Sing. Now what is singing? That's a sound of joy when somebody's singing. It's a sound of somebody that's happy. And here he is saying that he is the eternal covenant of peace towards his children. And he's telling you to sing. Not sing from a spot of despair, but you're singing from a heart that has been, that was once broken, that has been completely made whole. And he is saying, sing, O barren, thou that it didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Now is the time, and the time has come to sing, O barren. Verse two, enlarge the place of thy tent. That means make ready. Elbow your neighbor. Elbow your neighbor, say make ready. Make ready. Make room. Slide over. My prodigal's coming. My baby's coming. My family's coming. Enlarge that tent. Drive down the stent. Drive down that stake. Move over. Broken heart, be made whole. Sickness, take your leave. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation and spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes for thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left. Make room. I'm breaking forth like water that's coming over the dam. I'm making room as it's breaking forth across the ocean barriers. Now the only way that that ocean can go past that tide is if the moon moves. The moon is moving towards her children and it's saying break forth on the left and break forth on the right. Evening light tabernacle. Sing, O barren, sing with joy. Your joy is returning to you. And thus saith the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities inhabited. Let the musicians come. Fear not. For thou shalt not 
be ashamed. For thou shalt not be ashamed. Now that means somebody that ain't scared to testify. That means somebody that is not ashamed to say what the tape says. Well, let's say what the tape says, Brother Andrew. Do you know that the church of the living God, do you know where you stand at? In the church of the living God lays the power to heal all sickness. In the church of the living God lays the power to cast out devils. In the church of the living God lays the power. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. You will not be ashamed, and the devil will never put no shame on you. There's a blood over me, so there can't be no shame on me. For thou shalt forgive the shame. He's coming to your house. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. For thy maker is thine husbandman and the Lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of the youth when thou wast refused, saith the God, for a small moment. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies, but with great mercies. But with great mercies will I gather thee. Oh, Baron, I'm gathering you. You that did not bring forth, that you could not come in. I'm gathering you. And he is saying that your future will be greater than your past. All the circumstances of shame of your early history shall be forgotten. No weapon that is formed against thee shall, shall prosper. Oh, evening light tabernacle. Sing, sing, sing. You know when you go to singing. That the angel of the Lord comes close. You remember when King Saul, when those demons of torment come, that David began to sing. And that music began to drive away. He began to drive away all the evil spirits. Sing evening like tabernacle. Rejoice for joy is returning to your home. You that were once barren will be barren no more. I may have forgotten thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. I am speaking to you through the lips of Andrew Spencer that thou must break forth on the left hand and on the right hand. You are going to bring forth. You that could not bear, you will bring forth. I say to you that you are getting ready to see one of the greatest miracles that you have ever seen. And you will witness a body change that will be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. And there will be a body of believers that will say, oh king, I will We'll see you in the morning. Oh, sing unto the Lord. Bless his holy name. 
he is mighty to be praised. Praise him for his wonderful acts. Praise him. Let life come to that dead woman. Let life come to that son. Let life come to that daughter. Let life come. Hallelujah. There is nothing that can stop the life of Jesus Christ when he comes looking for his seed. Go to praise him. Your future's clear. Your future's clear. Look past what you see. You may not understand it. You may not be able to look past what you feel or look past what you're seeing, but I want you to look past what you see. Hallelujah. Go to speaking to him. Go to receiving that promise. It's going to be somebody that speaks into a realm that calls for life to come. What disrupted your life? Get ready. It's coming. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Sing, O Baron. Sing from a spot that has to bring forth life. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name.
Father, we call upon the God of heaven, the God of the omnipotence, the God of the all-sufficient one that is said by your word that you will bring life to the barren womb. Now, Lord Jesus, these are the words that you have spoken. These are the words that you have said. This is not a man's word, but you said, I'll see you in the morning. But that was not just for a man. That was for a body. Just as those words are spoken. Oh thou suffering. Stand and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. All of the hurt. Will never stop the music at evening light tabernacle. So we will sing. We will sing past our pain. We will sing past our hurt. We will sing past all of our depression. We will sing to the chains fall until joy has come in the morning. Yes, weeping may endure for a moment, but joy is coming in the morning. And we will say like old Daniel, oh king, I will see you in the morning. For a woman in her travail, but as soon as a child is delivered breaks forth with joy that a child is born Jesus let your joy fill this place now I pray Father while the healing angel is slipping into the room circling this camp I pray you heal this body of believers and completely make them whole Father, these moments are for them. We will not back off what you said. We believe because we are believers. I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you all.
tonight? Are you here to declare he's still God? He's God in every situation. Amen. He's God here for you tonight. Whatever your need is, he's here to meet your need. He's here to fill with the Holy Ghost. Set your soul on fire. Amen. Remove every obstacle in your life. That's the God we serve tonight. And he's here for you in your need and your life. He's here to speak to you in the realities of the living God. Amen. Oh my, we're here right, we're right here in the middle of a great anniversary right now. In a great anniversary. Amen. In a moment, in a moment of time, we're here with Sister Lana has just been back to the doctor and given in another clean bill of health. Amen. Still healed by the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When I come back to preach again, I'm gonna bring you a, I'm gonna bring you and show you part of the video of that service where that I held a prayer cloth in my hand as I preached on a God who is doing extreme things. Amen. A God who's doing extreme things and, and that he is there working among his people. And I held a prayer cloth in my hand for a young man, a, a brother over in South Africa who had been without a job for about three years and was in desperate need and a wife with fourth stage cancer in the re rectal cancer. And Barry, this, this very week is Sister Alana gets her clean bill of health and report, this brother sent me a picture of his wife with her hair back long again and healed. Amen, and delivered. Amen, so every time there's a need come up, we take that same prayer cloth and we lay it upon that situation and we've seen miracles that are happening. Amen, he's God. He's God for your situation. Oh yeah, okay, now I'll see you in the morning. We cannot be defeated in the age. Amen. We are the bride of Christ. We'll take our stand in this hour. Let me tell you something. This very day, let me just stop just a minute. Sister Shasta just came up with her baby. It's not wearing a hearing aid. It's still hearing, isn't it? Amen. Doctor said that baby would never hear. Walk up right here. I want you to come here just a minute. You walk down here a minute. Amen. The doctor said it would be impossible for this child to hear without a hearing aid. But it's been going around without one. Said, Mommy, I'm healed. And I don't need that hearing aid. Amen. And it's been hearing. Doctor said it couldn't. But Dr. Jesus said it could. You know why? Because a little believing mother who hadn't even been baptized yet but was going to be baptized laid her hands upon her baby and said, God, you can heal my baby. And her hearing came back. I'm telling you, there's a God among us. He's a miracle working God. Those of you around the altar, the greatest miracle there is is to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. That's the greatest miracle. We're seeing miracles. We shall see miracles. Four months ago to the day, to today, the doctors told this man, 
You have four months to live. The devil didn't have enough. Hallelujah. When he was here the last time he preached a sermon, take it back. Solomon is in this building right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. We're not just to be lifted up this evening. We're here to stand with our hands, lifting your hands up. That greater than Solomon is in the building, even right now, for your need. Thank you. For Sister Karen's need. He's greater than cancer. And he's greater than this that has struck Sister Karen. And we're here to tell you our God is more than able. God bless you. Amen. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. There's somebody next to you right there that maybe has got a need in their life. Amen. If a little mother could lay her hands upon her baby and God give it back its hearing that the doctor said would never hear. Well, let me tell you right now, God is still God. He can meet your need tonight. I want you to lay your hands on somebody right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we're going to agree together and believe for the glory of God. And we're going to pray right now. Amen. Brother Timothy, don't leave me. You, you, can, you can come right back. Amen. I want you just to be, just for this moment now. Amen. How many will say, I've been in the lion's den myself. Amen. But i got a need in my life tonight, and I know my God still reigns. And I'm coming out of this lion's den because the angel of his presence is among us tonight. Amen. We believe God right now. Those of you on the internet right now, I want you to believe God for your need. Amen. I, I, I know what God will do. He'll raise people off their deathbed. It's already happened. Heal with diabetes. Heal with every kind of situation. As we pray, God's going to do something. I want you to believe with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we believe the word of promise right now. Oh God, you're God. You are the healer and the deliverer. And we have come tonight to take back what the devil stole from us. Amen. We are, we are here to take back our promise. Take it back. Amen. Even for the barren to sing again and to rejoice. Because God is God. And he's God over this situation. 
Lord, you know about this brain bleed that's even bound my wife. And we send the word to that that hospital room right now in the name of Jesus Christ and say, Satan, you gotta give up. You gotta give way. And the brain go back into the place and her voice and her speech come back correctly and she be healed and her strength return. We ask it in the name of Jesus and for every one of these that's in this church and across the world tonight that right now they receive of their blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke wanted to just let us know. He wanted to tell us that he's healed. He don't need his hearing aid no more. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. What a great God we serve. There's nothing too hard for Him. Hallelujah. All is just give Him praise. Won't you just lift your hands and praise Him right now? He's worthy of it. We can't praise him enough. We can't thank him enough. Right now, if I was you, I'd just thank him. Thank you for coming to your house and touching your heart and your need, moving aside the problems and the situation, interceding on your behalf. You're at his feet, little children. if there's anybody on the face of the earth that knows how to praise him as the bride of Jesus Christ to thank him for all the wonderful works and the mighty acts he's done among us right here on the anniversaries of some amazing things he's done right in this sanctuary and he's still God and he don't change he's still moving he's still touching he's still making a way where there seems to be no way Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Father. We praise you, God. We lift you up today, Lord. We just want to thank you for being a now God the same today. And you're our God. You move on our behalf, Lord. You touch our needs. Lord, you're mindful of man. You're mindful of me today, Lord. My situation, what a confidence we have, Lord, today. Lord, where we're standing, Lord, not looking at the waves and the winds around us, we're only looking at Jesus, the master, the master of every circumstance, the master of every problem, the master of every situation. Oh, thank you, Father. Lord, I'm looking around today, Lord, and I see many, Lord, that you called out of some dark places impossible situations lord seem to be going on the way right straight to hell but lord there was a voice that spoke and called them by name and turned them around oh they know how to praise you this morning this evening 
Lord, there's many here that were sick and dying. Lord, there's a voice of resurrection spoke, and it turned the situation all around. They know how to praise you this evening. Lord, there's many here that were lost and undone and didn't have no, no way, no, 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 nothing to hold them, no anchor. But all of a sudden, you called them by name. Oh, Father. Lord, as it's been said, I once was one way, but now I'm different. And all that's happened is you. All that's happened is you, Lord. You came on the scene. You touched our lives. You met us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you honor. I give you i 
Bye. 